Hi, guys. Welcome to the Get It Done podcast, um, the podcast where I talk to this is season two. So season two, I am focused on um, people in business outside of myself. I'm just getting to know them, um, learning about their story, learning about their journey. In addition to me being in business, um, I am absolutely in love with um, the story of the business owner, the story of how they figured it out, made a way and got to the point where they are today. Like I have an amazing, very interesting story. So um, everyone that I know um, that's in business, they they also have a story to share. So um, what I do is I talk to business owners that I've never met before, people that <laughs> or yeah, unless it is one of my friends or somebody that I happen to know. But majority of the people are people that I've never met before. I don't know their story. I don't know their business. Um, and most likely once we go live, it is our first time ever speaking. Um, so today we have, um, as Esmeralda as she has to tell me how to pronounce it, but I'll add her now. <laughs> Hi. Hi, you pronounced it correctly. It is Esmeralda. Oh, okay. So thank you. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> and I feel so bad when I mispronounce people's names. So I got it right. Yeah, don't worry about it. You did good. <laughs> how are you? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm so confused with my days. I'm like, is it Wednesday? Is it Tuesday? I don't know what day it is, but happy day. <laughs> yes. When I do my videos and I do my happy whatever day of the week it is, that helps me keep track of the days of the week. <laughs> oh, that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> okay. So um, introduce yourself. Let us know who you are, what you do. Okay, so my name is Esmeralda. Um, I am the designer and creator of A Lonesome and Thread. And Lonesome and Thread pretty much started out as a hobby, a hobby that I've had since I was little. So basically, I taught myself how to sew, how to alter clothes, and kind of just like makeshift things from whatever scraps of fabric I had. Like it was just always my hobby and my passion. Um, fast forward to my adult life, I'm like, okay, I'm getting all these like fun little like, um, projects or one-off gigs and like I want to dive more into it and actually like be able to create for myself versus other people um so that little hobby kind of started snowballing into something a little bit more serious <laughs> and coming from my background in the apparel industry I've been working in fashion since I was 18 and seeing firsthand the amount of waste and just like the negative side of fashion, something that like truly turned me off. I'm like, how can I create something where I'm sustainable, creating, um, and just like, you know, being overall happy with these pieces that I'm making for people. So I don't, it just, like I said, I kept snowballing, snowballing to finally launching a Lonesome and Thread, the website where I strictly focus on the sustainability of fashion and I strictly use textiles that are deemed trash, which are dead stock. So like a company will buy it or whatever. And then if they don't use it, they kind of sell it off. Like sometimes it gets thrown out or whatever. So I go in and I use these textiles or trends or whatever it is and just create a small batch. And I've learned to love like that small batch also creates like that unique, almost one of a kind feel. So people also feel like, oh, wow, no one has this, you know, because I'm creating such small quantities. Um, so focus, yeah, focusing on the sustainability of fashion, you know, so that's kind of <laughs> a little bit about 
about my business. <laughs> I love that. Like, and then, so do you have to pay for the, um, whatever they give you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got lucky. Like I started <laughs> kind of dipping my toes into like my website and doing things when I was still 100% working full time. So I had like my job where I was in a design team. So I had all these things like on hand. And then it's like we would show a collection, whatever got chosen, got chosen, whatever didn't means like, okay, we're not going to utilize this fabric. And I'm like, I'm just going to take it home with me. I'm just going to sew something or I'm just going to, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just going to hoard <laughs> Gathering all, all these pieces. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to keep all this. So I kind of started like, um, honestly, I was like, how can I create on a budget? And like, yeah, like utilize what I have on hand right. without breaking the bank. Because it wasn't like a true business, you know? So it's like, how can I start making money without hurting my pocket, honestly? Um, and as like, I got more, like, as I was aware of like, who's shopping with me, my demographic, I was like, okay, now, like, I am investing on my materials and stuff. Um, but like I said, I'm strictly focusing on like, what are the dead stock? Like, I'm not creating new textiles. I'm not creating anything new, because that's just creating waste, to be honest. And I just... That's not what I'm about. Like I'm, yes. I'm anti. The I get rid of clothes all the time. Like I'm yeah. always getting rid of clothes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, let me focus on the quality and something that's like it's a staple piece, something you're truly happy and like yeah. something honestly that can be worn year round too. Like the whole like you need something every single season. I'm like, that's really bad for the environment. Let's <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so how'd you feel when you made your first sale? I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. But at the same time, I think like as a creator, I feel like you're just kind of like second guessing yourself at first. And especially like the first couple of sales, you're like, this ain't right. Do they like, <laughs> are they sure they want to buy this? Like, I was second guessing myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Wait, so how did they know? Did you have it for sale or did they come to you and say that they wanted to buy it? So like, I had my clients where I was like creating custom pieces at first. So like that gave me the confidence to like actually create my own. Once I started creating like my own products, I started doing markets. I started like wearing my own stuff and then kind of like gauging like, you know, how people are reacting to it. But doing the pop ups, that's when I started getting like numerous sales and like really seeing like we what people are drawn into. And I'm just like, oh, OK, this is cool. This is exciting. Like. People actually want to shop. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a problem with um, increasing your prices? Kind of. Yes. Like, you know, why I asked you that because I, <laughs> when I asked you, um, how did you feel when you first made your first sale? You said you were like, really? And I was like, <laughs> she probably has a problem with increasing her prices. I did have a problem with it. And that's something <laughs> you're like, no, you got to price it right. And I was like, but I want good products at a good price. So I did struggle with that. I'm not going to lie. But the bottom line is like, now that I do have the help that I have, like creating everything, sourcing stuff, like I, I need to pay people too. <laughs> so I gotta pay it, like, bills. Yeah. Like it's the business. It's no longer a hobby. So it's mm -hmm. like that mindset shifted as soon as I was like, this is a business. Like I can't just be giving things away. <laughs> nice. 
Well, I love it. I'm glad that you changed your mind on that. Yes. <laughs> How long have you been in business? So I launched my website in 2017. Um, mm -hmm. And it was like a part time for the first like two, three, two, three. I'm so bad with my calendar. Like I said, <laughs> for the first few years, it was like my part time. Um, and then it was like 20, late 2021, early 22, or I was able to finally be like, okay, this is going to be like a full time. Like nice. I have the finances and like, I have the time to dedicate. Um, and so it's been, yeah, that mind shift happened then. And it's been like my actual business sense. Nice. Well, congratulations, man. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, what is your idea of success in business, in your business? For me, I think it was like being able to get the help that I need. Um, and I feel like that's something a lot of people struggle with. So that moment I was able to be like, okay, I need help with, you know, A, B, and C and being comfortable getting that help. I was like, okay, like, I must be doing something right that I can now like, you know, get these contractors or, you know, get whoever it is and just being able to like grow like at my own pace, but like being able to grow comfortably. Like I'm like, okay, there's some success in like whatever it is I'm doing. Like <laughs> I'm not <Right>. failing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, you're not. So are you absolutely in love with your work or is it just like something that you're doing? Like I said, it's been a hobby for the longest time. And I think now that I'm more involved and like more focused, talking to people, I've grown a new love within the business because it's not just like selling the apparel. Now, if I'm at a pop up or if I, you know, come across you or whatever, like there's a deeper conversation as to like why I'm slow fashion, why it's sustainable and like kind of educating people behind like what the fashion industry is about. So I kind of fell in love with like a new aspect of the business that I never thought like would even be a conversation. So I feel like having it has been kind of like mind blowing in the sense of like, there's been new opportunities that I truly, truly love and like would have <laughs> never thought like it would have yep. been possible. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, So what are you most proud of since you've started? I think it goes back to like the different opportunities again. Like I just started like, oh, I want to create clothes, you know, I want to do some fun stuff and like keep it sustainable. But then again, just like talking to people, educating, like there's something so exciting about like sharing why I'm different to like the other boutique or to the other store. So I'm kind of proud that again, coming from that fashion industry background that I'm able to like bring a certain knowledge that others don't have that way. Like, I feel like it's creating like more of a bond and a connection, like with a customer or whoever it is, like that trustworthiness is like truly yeah. there. And I feel like I'm super proud of that because like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a social person. So <laughs> having this background, I'm like, yes, I could talk. I could do this. Like, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I was the same way. Like, I, it's so funny when I went to when I first started esthetician school. I only went to esthetician school because I found out legally in California you have to do, um, in order to do lashes, you have to have um, your esthetician license. Mm -hmm. So I was just like okay, I'm going to just do this, just whatever. So I went to school the very first day. Um, 
our assignment was basically to get back facial. So we had to basically take off our clothes and let somebody give us a back facial. Yeah. I'm not a touchy-feely person. <laughs> I don't let people touch me. It was like, so I am in a completely different, I'm so surprised at myself. I'm so very proud of myself too, but yeah, I wasn't on social media like that. Like I'm and just look at me. I'm sitting here on a podcast talking to a stranger right now. <laughs> exactly. And that's like um with that being said um how important and how are you um with your social media I try (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say um I feel like there were like months where I was like able to dedicate myself and I was like yeah I'm gonna plan this out and like I had a strategy but at the end of the day I'm like when I was dedicating myself to my social media like financially I was seeing that okay this is not where I'm gonna be so I'm focused more on the business side of like what's making sense what's gonna pay my bills what's gonna like help me grow um so my social media is not (laughs) how often are you posting (laughs) so as of right now I try to do two to three a week which I'm like ooh, that's that's so stressful sometimes <laughs> but like I do have my the funny thing is I have the content I just don't sit down and post it, and, post it <laughs> and it's so they have it now I believe what platforms are you on so I mainly use my Instagram um I'm on Pinterest and I dabble here and there with TikTok like me and TikTok like I don't want to show my age but I'm just like <laughs> my intention Same. is not there <laughs> i have my moments where i'm just like i'm on it and then like right now yeah. this is not the season for tiktok with me <laughs> exactly i'm like one week i'm so in it like these are my videos i know what i'm gonna do i know what i'm gonna talk about and i go blank <laughs> people with you because are you sitting there like sewing the uh i used to i used to so now like if i am doing kind of like a behind the scenes it's me creating like a sample or kind of showing like my thought process or like, you know, how I go from like an idea to like a physical piece. Right. Um, But honestly, like I said, I felt like I was dedicating time when I was trying to be on social media to where like certain little things were not where I wanted to be. And that's like, again, the finances. So I'm like, I'd rather focus on the product. Yeah, yeah, and I rather focus on like increasing those numbers instead of increasing my social, social which is media. a crazy thing to say because like you need that, you know, that's like your advertisement, especially yeah. as a small. Well, when business. you need money, you need money. You got to have money to do all of this. Exactly. <laughs> Either that or you're going back to work. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on my stories, like, hey guys, sorry, I've been MIA, but like, I'm going to make money. <laughs> I'll be back when I fill up a little bit. But yeah, Yeah. I I completely get it. But with you, um, what may be a little better and easier because you get to do long form videos. um, I don't know. You get creative how how creative you want. But YouTube may be a good um, platform for you. Um, I know. I know. It's a larger audience. like, And then the benefit is greater because after a while, after you grow so much, um, YouTube pays you at least. That is true. That is true. And that is, it's on my to do, but again, (laughs) I know, but if you already have the, do you have the videos? I have a good chunk of videos. Again, I'm like, the content is there. Yeah. So just sit down, give yourself like a a few hours or something, because with um, YouTube, you can plan them. So you can set the date and then they 
release on their own. Yeah. Um, the idea for this podcast is to hopefully inspire people. Like I talk to so many people and I say this every podcast, but I talk to a lot of people and um, for the most part, people aren't starting. They're not doing um not because they don't have the idea or the situation isn't right. The time isn't right. It's because they're scared. Like they're scared yeah. to get up and do so one kudos to you for doing yeah. it. <laughs> um, but I would hope that somebody would see the uh, podcast and be inspired to get up and do something. So yeah. is there anything that you have to say to the girl that is scared to produce her idea? Honestly, like you hear it all the time, just do it. The worst mm -hmm. thing you can do is fail. And like, I failed so many times and I try to keep it positive. Like if something didn't go right, that's okay. Because now you know how to like prevent that mistake or you know how to navigate, you know, that no and hopefully turn into a yes. But it's like, you can't achieve something without trying. So it's like, you gotta just go for it, honestly. Yes. And definitely have that support system. I think that's one thing, too, I struggled with was like, no, I'm going to do it all on my own. Like, I know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, as soon as you get that right crowd with you and just like, you know, you surround yourself with people who are on the same like mind wave as you and the same mindset, like you just try it out. Like, <laughs> you got really? <laughs> um, you mentioned failing a few times. Um, So what do you do when you're in that space once you've uh set out to accomplish a goal and you failed how do you bounce back from that after i cry mentally for a couple hours <laughs> honestly i'm just like okay like what went wrong was i just like uh was i so stuck on like a certain like it has to be done this way so it kind of goes back to like that mind shift of like, this isn't a hobby. This is a business. What's going to make sense? Like, should I go this route? Or should I go this route? And I feel like, yeah, when you're starting off, it's tricky because you don't know like which way to go. So like with me failing, it cost me a lot of money. Like I spent so much money thinking I was going to like, you know, see a return from like having certain contractors work with me from like overproducing like my production. But now it's like, okay, now I understand my numbers. Now I know like how to ask for help and like what to look for and like certain questions to ask for. So I think it's like, yeah, have your mental breakdown, but also like understand what went wrong and like how you could fix that. Yep. Um, what would you say your greatest lesson was from your failure? My greatest lesson was just don't do it on your own, to be honest. Because um, again, like going back to spending so much money, like unnecessary money, it was because like I thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> so you when was, I started, you were, that was your schooling. You were paying to learn. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was costly. <laughs> but it's like once I was allowing myself to ask for certain help i was like okay this feels nice because like now i feel there's certain things that i could guide myself like more comfortably and not act like i know what i'm doing because we don't we don't know, always know everything you know yeah. and i feel like it also comes with pride of like I'm from this industry. I know how to do this and whatever, like you're wrong, but yeah, no, 
you need help. <laughs> like, we all need help, and that's okay. We do. From time to time, we do, yes. Um, <laughs> what would you say would be the greatest uh, misconception about being an entrepreneur? That's a good question. I feel like, for the most part, it's like, um, I don't know if it's like a personality thing or what, but it's like, you don't take life serious or like, I don't know, you're just in your head too much or you're free all the time or you're this and that. And it's like, no, I'm busy all the time. But at the same time, I know how to prioritize what's important to me and what's not. Because I feel like, you know, if you're working your nine to five, that's cool. But it's like, you know, you're working, then you go home and you relax, whatever. And like, if you're an entrepreneur, it's like, you kind of want more and like, you're expected a lot more and it's not in a negative sense of like i can't work full time it's just like i want to see better results i want to push myself for doing the things that i actually enjoy right so i feel like there's certain personality clashes where it's like oh you probably just are kind of lazy or you just don't want to <laughs> do this or whatever it's like opposite <laughs> Yeah, because we have, I think we have to strategize much more. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, can you explain the role of an entrepreneur? The role, your, yeah, your oh. idea. <laughs> well, what I've learned, like, literally the last two years, it's you are doing everything, and if something fails, it's on you. <laughs> But I mean, not, like you're literally doing everything you, um, you, I feel like the one thing, the one great lesson I've learned, honestly, is learning how to interact with different personalities yeah. um, and just learning that you. people, you know, are going to work differently. They might hear the same like instruction, but they're going to interpret it differently. So it's like understanding how to like work with these different personalities um, and just like, I don't know. There's so much learning when it's your own thing, when it's your own money on the line, like you just look at it differently because you're not just like, I want to try this and I have whatever finances and it's okay. You're literally breaking down every single thing that you do. Like, is this going to make sense? Is this going to bring me money or is this just more of an emotional decision and I'm going to really? fail? You know, like, <laughs> I feel an entrepreneur, you're breaking down so many little things along like every step that yep. you go through. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, what <laughs> inspires you? To be honest, that's a great question. Cause I feel like, I don't know, just like life inspires me. I feel like there's so much going on in the world, but we're usually just so caught up with like, I have to do this, I have to be responsible, but it's like me, if I'm out and I'm like, I don't know, walking and I see like a certain color or a certain textile, I'm just like, that would be really fun for a dress. Like I could picture someone on vacation or like, I don't know, I get inspired by the randomest things. I just like spark joy. And I'm just That's like, the artist share you, girl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how can I share this joy? Like it could be the most randomest thing. Like just literally walking to the post office. I'm like, wow. Like, this tree has the beautifulest like leaves and greenery. Like I need fabric in that color. Like, like yeah, oh life, honestly. <laughs> um, 
advice that you can share um, that you've learned um, that has provided you great insight on life, but from business? I think, again, it goes back to asking for help, but asking for help with the right people. Like, I remember a while back, I got asked, like, oh, who do you look up to? And this is when I was still working, like, full time. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll look up to so-and-so manager or whatever. And they're like, okay, do you want to be in their position? And I'm like, honestly, no. And they're like, well, why do you look up to them? I'm like, wait, why do I? And then, like, it got into a deeper conversation of, like, you know, like, where do you want to see yourself? Like, if that's, if you want to be this person, you know, surround yourself, ask for help, get to know them. How are they working? So it was like, yeah, like understanding where you want to go so you're able to ask for help and hopefully achieve that goal of becoming that person so yeah nice yeah. so did you find out why you looked up to that person i think it was because like they were always so open with like if it was like oh you have to do this they wouldn't say just like no it was like i'm gonna let you experiment you're gonna learn why this is right or why this is wrong and to me like i just love love I've always loved learning like the whys and how of yeah. anything. So having like so many toxic bosses in the back in the past where it's like, don't do this or, you know, to finally having certain people where it's like, yeah, just try it out. And then let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Knowing you like their management style. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like having that freedom of like learning and like, yeah, just experimenting with things. Yes. Um, okay, so I do just something just for fun. Um, a little out. So I'll list five words, and the first thing that comes to your mind, that's what you say. Okay. <laughs> um, Nike brand. <laughs> brand is one of the words. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yes. I guess like ooh. Now I can't think of anything for. Brand. Okay, I'll do another. Uh, we'll kick out brand. Um, okay. Fitness journey <laughs> um animals happiness love forever <laughs> and um social media toxic <laughs> <laughs> and i feel bad for saying that <laughs> no like really like i won't even go into it but really <laughs> I, yeah i feel like that's a whole different like podcast episode yes another conversation <laughs> <laughs> um let's see what are you working on right now like what is there like a project that you're working that you don't mind sharing um I, I don't, I don't mind. Um, so right, <laughs> I'm kind of like finalizing like stuff for spring. Cause again, everything is super, super small batch. Um, which the cool side is I'm able to like work more in depth with it and like get it as perfect as I can. Oh. Um, so I'm working on spring samples. I'm working on actually working with like other small independent brands, like small collaborations just to add more onto my site and kind of just like, you know, make others aware of other, of other indie brands like myself. So I'm kind of like in the works of trying to like gather other designers like that too. Um, and I'm just constantly working on getting my name out there truthfully like it's yeah. the never ending stressful part of the job <laughs> <laughs> how do you find your um collabs 
It's been through social media and it's been through people that I've met like in person. Like I think the number one thing, amazing thing about like living in LA is just like, there's so many different creative people. And if you're just out there talking, like you'll run into so many. So every time I've done like pop-ups or whatever, if I like someone, like I'm going to go up to them and talk to them and like, I'll keep them in mind, like, oh, maybe in the future or whatever. So it's like a lot of the people that I've reached out to now are people that I've actually met in person and that I somewhat, you know, I'm like, okay, there's some trust there. Like, yeah, a little rapport there. Connected one way or another. Are you from here? I'm originally from the Bay Area, but I've been in L.A. for a little over 10 years now. So isn't L.A. just the best place ever? It's a love hate. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. (laughs) Like, Again, there's so many opportunities, but it's all on you if you put yourself out there. You well, know, yes. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I think if I were still in the Bay Area, I would not be where I'm at, like, professionally, career-wise or anything. I would not be where I'm at. So, I will say L.A. is great for that. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you like about it? There's so many distractions. I hate the parking. Oh. I hate... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that comes with it. I just love everything about it. Like, I love the good, the bad, the ugly. I love it. I love, love, love LA. I mean, yeah. Will I leave? Probably not. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're spoiled here. I'm not Why laugh. would you? <laughs> I know. I know. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's going back to business. What is your favorite thing about being in business? I think it's just being able to express myself without having to listen to others. Cause again, coming from a creative field, like I went into like working into fashion. I went in thinking like, I could design, I could do this. It's going to be so much fun. And it's a lot of no's. Yeah. It's so many no's. It's so many like your ideas are invalid and like, you know, not unless you're in a certain position, like honestly, your opinion isn't all that great. So I think being able to express myself with my own business, there's like so much joy. Um, so yeah, just being able to express and do, do my own thing without having someone. Yeah. Without having some people bickering. (laughs) Yes. That probably is the number one thing about it. I, I would probably say, um, what is your idea of competition? That's a great question. Um, I feel like that's a tricky question. And truthfully, it's because like there's I feel like there's competition for everything. There's going to be the same similar brand, if not better. Like you're like, I'm not the only clothing. I'm not the only sustainable. So like they're alone. Like I have so much competition, not just like as an indie designer, but like there's other, you know, brands like I don't know, for instance, Reformation, like certain brands that are like, you know, they have the budget to put themselves out there as like sustainable or whatever it is. I feel like the competition for me would be like these bigger, the bigger names. And honestly, like, (laughs) just like, how am I different from them? Like dealing with the big names, but I feel like that's every industry. So it's like, Um, what are you thankful for today? I'm thankful to just have opportunities. Honestly, going back to just being in LA. (laughs) Opportunities to like, as much as like, 
we said social media is toxic. Again, <laughs> like you connect with a lot of people. We connected via social. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's I, some there's some good things about it. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm grateful for these little opportunities that like many people will kind of just like look past, you know, and I'm just like, no, there's something there. And I'm happy I've tapped into certain things because nice. they help. Yeah nice so as a little girl have you always been into fashion like as a child what did you think like that looking at your little girl self would you say that or would you think that you would be doing what you're doing right now i would be doing what i'm doing like i'm were you into clothes and stuff as a little girl say that again were you like into clothes and fashion as a little girl I was, and I didn't realize that I was. Like, now that I'm able to look back at it, like, it's been something that's always been a part of me. And yeah. it's so funny because, like, I learned to sew when I was probably, like, four or five. Like, I'm self-taught. Nice. Like, nice. I would make clothes for my Barbies. And oh, how cute. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I learned how to, like, alter and do all these things. And I was always like, but why do I want to do that? Like, you can just go shop. Like, why am I wasting right. my time? But I somehow always like found myself doing all these like random little like clothes related projects. And then like, I've always been intrigued with the whole entrepreneurial like side of things. And like, I don't know, tapping into like self-made type of people. Like I've always been like, just so in wow with like people who do something out of nothing. So just talking to people, meeting to people and like finding all these random little like gigs and like one off projects. Like I was diving more and more into like the fashion side and just being part of the industry and like understanding what I love and don't love. Like it's truly been something that's like been in my blood since I could remember. And I'm happy that I've been able to dive into it, honestly. Like, <laughs> I'm sure. It's so, like, like <laughs> when you were um, working and did something happen where you were just like, you know what? I'm over it. I quit. Or like, how did you, how did that happen? <laughs> it was kind of like that. You know? I was like, I hate this. It's like, okay, so LA, like the fashion scene in LA is like heavy on fast fashion and like, just a really quick summary. Fast fashion means like a new collection, basically 52 weeks, every 52 weeks out of the year. And that's like every single day or every single week, I'm sorry, of the year. And seeing the amount of pieces we're creating, like you could show a buyer 50 pieces and they'll select maybe one or maybe two. So everything else is trash. You know, you're spending so much money developing, you're spending so much money on these different resources and then they go nowhere. And I'm just like, but these are good pieces or like, this is good. Like there's so much potential with whatever it is and we're just throwing it away and then doing, running through the whole cycle. And again, fast fashion is just learning how to copy and paste from other designers. So then like, I kind of had that bad taste in my mouth where I'm just like, you're not a designer. You're just copying from someone else. Like, what are you creating? What are you bringing to the table? Right. And I feel like there was just a lot of like stress and just like toxic energy, honestly, where I'm just like, I'd rather create something that's more meaningful more impactful, I'm hoping, and just something that's going to last. Because, like, again, fast fashion is more of the quantity and not quality versus right. me. I focus on the quality. Like, I want to make sure your pieces are going to withstand being in the washing machine multiple times or, you know, traveling, being thrown here or there. Like, I don't want them to tear. 
So it's like understanding the quality versus the quantity and just all these little pieces that like that average person's not going to think of. I'm just like, I'm so against this. And again, it goes back to like, now when I talk to people and like finding this like new educational side that I love sharing, I'm just like, I want to continue this because like, there's more to fashion. (laughs) It's not just clothing. (laughs) I follow a girl on Instagram and she basically goes like to thrift stores and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And she puts together, she'll take like an old Nike sweatshirt and like a flannel, like all these different pieces. And she just cuts pieces out and like, and then it'll be a shirt or like, it's so, I love it. cute and unique. Yes. But like, she just takes all these old different fabrics and pieces. I wish I knew who she was. I would tell you, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I love how like there's good portion of like the younger generation that they're like we want to upcycle and we want to learn how to sew and we want to learn all this and that i'm like yeah do that like please do that there's so many textiles like there's so much waste that could be created into something else please create and it looks like it once she's done like that her well she does super good with her like social media like the content of it but yeah like the piece looks like something out of the store like you can tell that the fabric is a little old just because yeah it is um but like it looks like a very well put together it doesn't look like somebody cut up pieces and yeah like sewed them all together (laughs) like it looks really really good but once you um first said that I mean when we first got on that's I thought about her (laughs) oh I love it yeah no I love that there's so many people like yeah I'm just gonna turn in turn this dress into something else I'm like yeah Mm -hmm. please do like yes and she she makes very good those pieces are quite expensive (laughs) for what she's doing so no that's good I love it yeah she's making good money um is there anyone that you would like to thank like because of your journey during your journey throughout your journey (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like at one point or another whoever I've come across like work-wise or whatever like I like to thank them because even if it was like (laughs) someone that I butted heads with like they somehow nudged me into doing what I'm doing now like it was like everyone kind of pushed me into the direction where I'm at so it's like I feel like I have thanks to so many people even the people like I said that I butted heads with like I don't know I feel like things happen for a reason so like if we didn't butt heads I'd probably you know be in a different situation it'll be comfortable in that space exactly so So thank you next Thank you. Next, please. But no, so many people. Um, but I think realistically, like, I learned how to sew just from, like, also watching my grandma. So I think just seeing her be all creative and, like, you know, do her thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want to try it. So to her. Or else I'd probably just be in a random job right now. <laughs> grandmas are the best. Like, grandmas are the ultimate. Yes. Powerhouse. Yes. Such a charms. Yes. Um... So thanks to, is your grandma still living? No, unfortunately she passed. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, find somebody on those lists of people. As soon as you get the opportunity, contact them and thank them for whatever it is that they did to make things better for you. Oh, I will. That's actually (laughs) fun to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, you have to do that. Don't forget. I'm gonna when I text you after this, I'm going to remind you. Don't forget to text or call or whatever the person. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so get your words together. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> right. Excited about it. Um, what are you most proud of in your business? I think honestly, like the baby milestones of being able to grow it on my own when I had moments of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think I'm proud that I'm able to now, like I do consignments with like a lot of like indie stores. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm proud of that. Cause again, it's just like putting myself out there and putting my creations out there um, and just having more eyes on my product. Like I'm so proud of that. Yes, <laughs> That's something to be proud of. Um, so do you subscribe to work-life balance? I've come across it, but I don't think I am. No, 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 I'm not. So, no. So you just is. How do you balance work in life, or are you just all work? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I try not to be. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. I did have only because I am. I'm all work. <laughs> I used to be. I used to want to do everything like every single day. I have to focus on this, 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 this. Um, but. My secret was working with a business coach last year and she kind of helped me like tune into like what is a priority and like what like where do I want to see myself like in you know five months six months whatever it was having her she really like had me focus down to like certain days you're only going to work on these things if you don't get mm -hmm. to it then do it next week so yeah. I've been living like that like okay I'm going to give myself like, you know, Sundays are my free days. I'm not going to think about anything. I'm not going to look at my DMs. I'm not like, I'm not going to stress. But then like two days out of the week, I do just hone down on computer stuff. And I'm just yeah. like, okay, let me respond to this, whatever, whatever. And just like having those days, like strictly, this is what I have to do and not being interrupted by anything else. No matter how serious, like not unless you're dying, I'm not going to like. I'm not gonna focus on that. <laughs> Seriously, day, look, my I'm phone stays lives. <laughs> for real. My phone stays on do not disturb. Like the only yeah. time I take my phone off do not disturb is my office day. So yes. Yeah, and I feel like I, I too, understand. like since if I do get help and they are contractors, like yeah, that'll change my schedule. But it's like, I know their schedule. So I know these certain hours, okay, I'll be open. But for the most part, like I could just, yeah, have my phone on do not disturb and really focus on like what has to be done then and there. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, uh, can you hear me? Okay, okay I can hear you now. I lost you for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, bye. <laughs> Um, uh, is there anything that you like to share that you like to know? I mean, like everybody to know that, I don't know, your social media tags, whatever you're doing, a, a project that you like to share, anything I, that you like to share with yeah, the people? I guess you guys could follow me on, um, on Instagram or like on all social media at Lonesome and Thread. Um, I'll try to post more, but I feel like following me on Instagram, like when I do share my stories, like I try to be as transparent with everyone and I love to get to know people. Like 
whether you're shopping with me or you just want to talk fashion, like I'm so for it. So like <laughs> DM me, I'm so open to having these conversations, but yeah, Lonesome and Thread on social media and my website also check it out. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up for me. Um, I'm absolutely in love with hearing people's stories so this was fun and it was very nice meeting you as well <laughs> likewise thank you so much this was super fun <laughs> and if you ever have anything that you like to share that you just want to come on and talk about um feel free to contact me about it like i'm oh, always open it. for whatever um and if you well you said you are in the la area so all the guests um I just remembered yesterday that I haven't been telling you guys, but um, you guys, if you want facials, your facials are on the house. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got you on the facial. I love it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but thank you for being here, and I will um, contact you shortly after I get off. Sounds good. Thank you again. This was fun, and I love meeting new people and just talking business. So thank you so much for this. This was so great. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you then. Bye. <laughs> episode eight is done of season two. Season two, episode eight. Time is going fast. I am talking to um, a lot of interesting people. I'm having a lot of fun and I have a lot more people to talk to. So we have a lot more um, shows to go. I'm having the time of my life. Like, who would have ever thought that I would enjoy this? <laughs> but um, don't forget to thank God for your blessings. Don't forget to say your prayers. And don't forget to do it. Don't forget to do that thing. Whatever that thing is, whatever it is that you would like to do, that you would like to see, that you would like to become, um, do it and do it without fear. Like, fear is, fear comes from the pit of hell and it is from the devil. <laughs> So be bold and take that little step. I will see you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>